If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, I'm Brenda and I'm Julia and you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Today, we have on with us Michelle Bishop. She is the creator of The Ladies Edge and TLE Fit. We are so excited to talk to her. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here, and it is an honor to get to connect with you guys tonight. We have been trying to connect for so long. I'm so excited that we're all here. Yeah, yes. (laughs) So, Michelle, Let's start off, tell us a little bit about you, who you are, where you're from, and if you don't mind saying how old you are since it's Yeah, absolutely. So I'm 29, so I am right there on the edge. I'm going to be 30 in October. I'm going to apologize for my chair. Um, This chair is where I work every day. It's gotten a lot of love, so it might squeak a little bit, and it's just... And it's just saying something, but um, yeah, I'm 29 from Columbus, Ohio. My name is Michelle Bishop. I am a certified trainer. I've been in the fitness industry over a decade now. I used to say just shy of a decade, but time is flying and it's been amazing. I feel like I've walked out every aspect of the fitness journey and that's why I stand where I stand today. So strong. I speak it very, um, from a very convicted heart and I deeply believe that what we're doing is helping deliver women from freedom in many different aspects of their life. And um, yeah, I just, I truly feel like I always say, welcome to the best of your life. I feel like that's really what we're doing. Yeah. And you guys remember, I'm sure we started this podcast about a year and a half ago. So um, not too far away from when all this quarantine stuff happened. So I turned to TLE and it was such like a safe haven for me. Um, It really got me through the quarantine. I was struggling with finding like ways of of movement that felt empowering. Um, And you guys have heard me talk about Michelle's Op 45 and just like all the empowering ways that her community and herself, the way that she speaks life into her community constantly can make such an impact. So um, yes, yeah, of course. So I, I really mean that. And I know that everybody that gets to cross your path or cross all of the wonderful things that you've done is really impacted. So thank you for providing that. Um, and for 
Yeah, of course. And for people who don't know somehow and haven't listened to our previous episodes and don't know about the Ladies' Edge, what actually led you to creating it? Tell us a little bit about the program. Yeah, so it was um, truly like a divine interruption in my life. It was not something that I wanted to do, nor did I want to step back in the fitness industry. So after being in the industry for over a decade, um, I walked it out. And to be completely honest, the side of the fitness industry that I came from was, uh, it can be ugly, it can be very vain. And um, it's just all things that I didn't want in my life life anymore. went through a stage where I just had to rid myself of everything. Um, I got rid of all the pictures of me competing. I got rid of um, the friends that were in my circle. It was just all these things that kept causing me to binge. Um, I had eating disorders and it was all because of the, the fitness industry. And so when I got pregnant with Rory, I was kind of forced to just eat anything um, and everything that I wanted. That's just kind of what pregnancy does, especially your first one. And I started um, just accepting my body for what it was going through. Rory was a complete miracle. We were told we could not get pregnant. So on Thanksgiving morning, we found out that we were pregnant and I just loved every single minute, even though I was super sick. Um, so even being in bed, I would eat all the things and I just got rid of the, the pressure. Like I, we, in our manifesto, we say we got rid of the pressure of having it all together. And I just started living life for what it was. Um, I started realizing that the friends that I was surrounding myself with loved me, whether or not I was ripped. Um, They just loved me for me. They would laugh at my jokes still. They still invited me over. And I thought, man, like this is, this is what it's like to just live life. Like this is getting rid of that expectation and that unrealistic goal of, you know, seeing yourself a certain way and always carrying that with you. And um, yeah, so I was just, I was in the gym, started doing uh, at-home workouts, um, you know, walking on the treadmill. And I remember when I I found out I was pregnant. I was doing little garage workouts. I would go live at 6 a.m. and these girls were jumping on it. And um, I found out I was pregnant and I continued to do it. And John said, you need to share with women this freedom that you're finding, doing stuff at home. Like you're not even going to the gym. You're not comparing yourself to other people. Like you're you're totally isolated at home. It's just you versus you. You don't have the outside, um, you know, holding you to this certain standard. You got to share this. And so he came up with the idea of doing a four-week boot camp. But I trained him because I was so pregnant and it just started spiraling. We did Bish Bodies 1 and then we did Bish Bodies 2. And I think the first one was like 60 people. The second one, we donated all the proceeds to the Houston floods. It was like, a, I think it was just a little over $6,000 we were able to donate. And then the third Bish Bodies and the fourth Bish Bodies, and we had over 500 people join at that point. And they started saying, are you going to do, are you going to do anything else? And so we decided that we had something really, really, really extraordinary at our fingertips. And we decided to actually create a business, which we are now almost four years into. We actually hit four years of Bish Bodies in June, uh, but four years technically is December 17th that we launched our actual business. And I can't imagine my life being anywhere else than where I am right now. It is like, it's the real deal. We have a full team. We've got so many women jumping on board, believing, you know, what, what we believe in. And yeah, so it just kind of fell in my lap at the perfect time. That's incredible. And I can't believe like how much, like from you saying 500 people to now the amount of people that follow and believe in your mission and do your workouts and take their little sweaty selfies. Like (laughs) it's just, it's just grown so much. And that's so beautiful. I think that gives people hope that are listening and have like an entrepreneurial spirit um, and are looking to grow and all those ways and how we Julie and I have been talking a lot about this like middle ground a lot when it comes to fitness and wellness and this place of like being able to pursue fitness goals without having these like extreme habits and I just feel like your program really really embodies that so how has like your definition and this program of like wellness and fitness how has that evolved over time and how has that been a reflection of your own journey yeah so I feel like I had to get out of a place of shame and feeling guilty that I had led so many women in a certain direction 
direction for so long, but I can honest to goodness tell you um, through the grace of God and just uh, forgiving myself in a very genuine way, knowing that my intentions have always been absolute pure, uh, 100% pure. Um, I have full heartedly believed in everything that I've ever done. I have done it with the most servant heart. I've done it with the most convicted spirit. I've done it all out. Um, and that's why a lot of people, they're like, you either love Michelle or you don't like her. Um, it's one or the other. Uh, people know that I really stand for what I believe in and I shout it from rooftops. And there have been seasons when um, like the bodybuilding days and meal plan days, like I really believe that that pulled me out of, you know, being an overweight, you know, young teenager was the competing world. So I had felt that I had found a freedom. I had felt that I had found happiness. I, you know, was achieving weight loss. Finally, I was, I was getting affirmation from the world. I was, uh, you know, being seen by the world. And in reality, I was digging myself into a really dark hole um, with just building this eating disorder and building this really unrealistic expectation. And, um, you know, seeing myself as something that I really wasn't, it was just a constant facade, almost like portraying yourself as something strong and healthy, but then behind the scenes, beating yourself up because you're binging and then you're, you're having this internal battle with yourself. And so having to leave all of that completely, I just thought, you know what, I've got to let go of it all. And that is where we've evolved to where we are today. Um, a lot of people will say, you know, you can't overcome eating disorders on your own. I always tell people 100% is through the grace of God. God is the greatest counselor of all. And uh, through him and his truth, honest to goodness, that is how I overcame it all. I had to rid myself of people pleasing. I had to rid myself of um, the vanity of, of feeling like I needed affirmations from standing on stage. I had to just start completely dying to myself. And um, that's why I say that pregnancy saved me just having to put that weight on and see that I am a beautiful person with or without, you know, the six pack or shredded abs. Um, and so just slowly just starting to see what true freedom was, but I, I deeply believe you either have to walk through it on your own, or you have to follow somebody that can say, Hey, I've been there. Don't go that way. And that's now why with TLE, I speak with even, even stronger and convicted, more convicted spirit, just saying I've been there to the fullest. And I believe that's why we have the following that we do is because these women have been there with me. A lot of these women did the meal plans. They competed with me alongside me. Um, my first client to this day, she is a godsend. Her name's Susan Vance Johnson. She was my first client ever. Um, all four of her sisters do this program. She is a grandmother. She, back in the day when I was in the gym, she trained with me. And still to this day, she is a diehard TLE member. Um, and I deeply believe it's because she knows that it's always been the best intentions. I've always, with my whole heart, believed that I was leading you in the right place. But as she too, alongside a thousand other women, have, have found this freedom too. And I think that's why we're, we feel the way that we do about it. And I, I love what you said too about the dying to yourself and really needing to let a lot of things go because, you know, what are we doing if we're not evolving and changing? And there can, I think there is this kind of pressure to feel guilt or shame that we felt one way and we've changed our minds. But like, if we're just the same person for our whole life, then like, what are we doing? We're supposed to evolve. We're supposed to change. But I know that that could be really difficult for people, um, especially like in your case where it was quite extreme where you had to really like cut off a lot of stuff. What was that process like for you of really needing to say, okay, I am going to make this decision. I'm going to cut this off so that I can step into the next version of myself. Yeah. So everybody's, um, everybody's turning point is going to look different. Mine probably seemed very extreme to people. Um, it's what I had to do. It's I personally, it's, I had to do something very extreme. I feel to pull myself out of the place that I was in. That's just who I am. Um, I remember vividly this one time. And like I said, all your revolves around Jesus. And I would be doing my story a disservice if I didn't share that. Um, I was walking on the stair, uh, the step mill. I used to own a Jacob's ladder, a step mill, a stairmaster, a treadmill, and elliptical, and a, uh, did I say a stepper too? Wow. All in my garage. Like that's how much I was obsessed wow. with in my own home, in my garage. Yeah, like, yeah. 
tons of cardio equipment. So I'm in there walking on the stairmaster, doing my cardio, dripping sweat. And of course I'm, I'm, you know, reading Jesus filled books at this point, but I'm still in this internal battle. And I remember having this moment where it's just said, <laughs> go throw away your suits. And so I had this $1,800 suit and I had another one that was not that much, but still very extravagant. And I went in the closet, went live on Facebook and I just broke down in tears and I went and grabbed my suits out and everybody's commenting, blowing it up. She's throwing her suits away. And they knew the season that I was going in of just dying to myself and ridding myself from the stage because I was very competitive. I was great. And that's what was building my social media following over, you know, 200,000 followers at that point I'd built through the competing world. And I thought I have to die to this, like all of this, this, and imagine just being on this high, like you got this momentum, people are following, they love you. And just saying like, I need to die to this because like it is leading me in a really bad place. And so I grabbed my suits and I trashed them. And I thought, you know what, these are not going to serve anybody a purpose because they dug me into this hole. And that's what I believe then. And then I went and grabbed every single trophy that I've ever owned. First place, my plaques, tons of them. And I put them in the trash can, closed the lid, walked away, threw my peace sign up. And it was the biggest breath of fresh air that I've ever done. And people say, well, that was still hard work. And I'm like, but it's like holding on to the golden calf. Like it's holding on to something, an idol in your life that doesn't, it does no longer serve me. And so that's, you know, one of the biggest things that I had to do to really make that that change in my life. So I tell people all the time, like, I don't know what it is that you have to do if you're wanting to pivot completely, or as we're saying in TLE, we're like trying to make this totally cool, but we're like, we swerve um, because that's totally what people say nowadays. But yeah. I looked at the definition and I was like, what is swerve? <laughs> and I was like, all the cool kids say it. And it yeah. abruptly changed directions. And I was like, dude, in TLE, we swerve, like we swerve hard. And so I don't know what it is in your life that you have to do to pivot or to swerve, but it's gotta be something that's really gonna hit your heart and think like, I'm done, I'm closing that chapter. And I'm ready to, I'm ready to become a new person. And I'll tell you what, that decision right there and, and just trusting and knowing that I was sowing in good soil and sowing good fruits into my life in that moment has literally paid off in the biggest way that I could ever, 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 ever say. So yeah, super cool. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned this about like, I, I feel like you had all this validation and all these things rooted in a certain part of your identity. And as that shifted, how did you like make peace with and trust that the next step you were about to take with throwing out the suits, you know, leaving this old identity behind when it came to bodybuilding, how did you like make peace with trusting that you were making the right decision, or at least that you wanted to take the risk anyway? Because I think in our twenties, um, a lot of women come again, come up against these big decisions that they have to make, or maybe a version of themselves that they didn't expect to want to step into and so much fear around not only what could happen, but also what will other people think? So how did you kind of yeah, navigate? Yeah, so good. Um, for me, once again, going back to my faith, this was yeah, yeah. all that big pivotal moment. Um, I knew what the truth said. And I tell people all the time, I say, you know, you have a truth that you live by, whether it's Christianity, whether it's, you know, whatever it is that you believe in, there's something driving your morals, there's something driving you know, the directions and steps that you take in your life. And for me, what I can tell you is honestly, my life and my truth didn't align to what being a Christian was. And so I knew for a matter of a fact, hundred percent, the life that I was living was one of the world uh, in the sense of vanity, self, you know, all Michelle, 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 really when I wasn't pointing people to true freedom. And so I knew regardless, and they, they can say, you know, why gain the world when you're going to lose your soul? And that's the one thing that I've always clung on to is why would I want to continue to gain the world? when I'm losing my soul, the one thing that means the most to me at the end of the time, you know, when I, like I said, when I stand in front of Jesus someday, I want to say, you know, him look at me and say, well done, good and faithful servant. Like that's what I deeply believe. And in order to have that validation, I knew I needed to take a step in the opposite
opposite direction. And they always say, you know, so into what you believe your truth is so into what you believe it is that you're called to do and, and go. And the, like I said, the reward and what I've reaped, um, has been a complete, so much validation. And now thinking about in life, when you have those moments, when you're just like, what am I supposed to do? What step am I supposed to take? I just constantly lean in and I think, am I doing something that's pleasing Michelle? Or am I doing something that I deeply believe is, is, is in the truth and going to free women in a way that, you know, I, I deeply believe they're supposed to be freed. Um, so I, I hope answers your question. Everybody's going to arrive there in a different way. And, and that's just how I arrived there. Yeah, absolutely. Moving more back into like the fitness thing, you know, when it comes to evolving and changing, uh, a lot of women now, like in their 20s, it's like the first time that they're maybe needing to get more into fitness or, you know, their bodies are changing. Um, we're always comparing ourselves on social media. But what yeah. would you say to a woman that really want, you know, wants to get into fitness that is a w- in a way that works for her? Because I think we're so we're so used to seeing like what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Um, and how would you encourage a woman to like start a young woman in her 20s, maybe to like to start down the path of finding fitness or routine that is really going to serve her? Yep. That's a great question. You know, it's complex and makes my brain explode a little bit in in a great way because the way that I've always um, encouraged people was just living it out and uh, being that and showing that freedom that I have. Um, I feel like you can talk a good game. You can tell people what they want to hear, but then when you meet somebody and I feel like my team, you know, they get to sit in here with me every single day and we have, you know, new teammate who just said, a couple months ago, I stopped tracking. She's like, you really don't track anything? And I'm like, no. And they get to just see see that lifestyle and see that freedom. And so my honest truth would probably be to tell those girls, I would I would assess who they're following on social media because um, that's our biggest outlet, you know, nowadays. Obviously, you have your friends and your your circle in person, but then we're, we're always in our phone. We're always connecting. And of course, you know, our, our popular screen, I don't know if you guys know this, but you can actually mute people on your home screen. So like you can hold it and mute them. And anytime I see girls, honest to goodness, there's nothing wrong. I think great butts are super great. But um, if I see them on my screen, I mute it because it's just not something that's feeding my soul. Honest to goodness. And if you mute it, it won't show pictures like that. And if I see girls um, and, and doing certain things or, you know, wearing things that I'm just like, mm, you know, she looks amazing, but it's just not something that, you know, my flesh wants it. I think that's cool. I, I, there's a piece of me that wants to be like that. But then there's the other side of Michelle that's like, no, that's not the lifestyle that you want to lead. And you know where that mentality is going to take you. And so number one thing is I would kind of do a social media edit audit, I should say, and just go through that with that girl and be like, what do you want to achieve? And then encourage different podcasts and encourage different women, you know, to listen to and, and connect to, and then just letting them pour into her, letting them sow those seeds. And I truly believe what she's going to take in, she's going to put out. So I just think getting those good people, you know, you are the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with. And so allowing those people to breathe into you, I think that that's going to do more good than just saying, here's your pivotal steps of what to do, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And, and you're right. It is different for everyone. And I think that's why these conversations are so powerful is because I think sometimes, of course, specific conversations, people are like, oh, I got to do that too. But other times I think when people are listening to episodes like this, they're like, oh, okay, this is how I can apply that to my life. Or this is how I can think about this circumstance. And I just think it's, it's so powerful. We've seen time and time again, women that feel, which is why I love about your manifesto in terms of getting rid of this pressure to have it all together because with social media like you're saying you know everything is 
pretty posed. Everything is all these highlight reels and to really share like, Hey, I'm going through it right now. And that's like my honest, my honest thing. And, and I think people have, we've seen through the show, how much people respect vulnerability mm-hmm. and how much more deeply we're connected by, by sharing the real aspects of right. life too. It doesn't mean we can't share the, the good and, and the right. being on top of the world, but it's, it's super powerful. And something else that's really cool, just to switch gears a little yeah. bit. Um, to get as much out of you as we can. Um, you also created more recently uh, the TLE Fit Nutritional Product. So can you tell us a little bit about like, what was that process like? Um, where did we even start? So cool. Yeah, so super daunting, um, but I love supplementation. So prior to TLE, uh, we did a massive MLM. Uh, we were extremely successful in it. Once again, um, it was a massive stepping stool. Uh, we got to work alongside some of the most amazing people still to this day. Uh, with When it comes to multi-level marketing, the camaraderie is phenomenal. It's so fun having the groups of people. Um, but, you know, when our business had, you know, changed massive directions and we were told that our income was being cut dramatically. Um, You know, everybody was jumping ship and they started going to these different, these different places. And honest to goodness, I'm going to be completely straightforward. Uh, We really wholeheartedly loved those products and believed in them. We were definitely in it for the financial opportunity as well. Um, But I, I couldn't see myself jumping on board with another company um, and then saying that those are the best products. So I really, really, really struggled with that. Um, When I was with, uh, and also I, I just wanted to do my own thing. I was ready to fly on my own. So when we, you know, heard what was happening I've always in the back of my mind I always wanted the other company to launch a protein power powder that I would encourage I was like you need to do one with less sugar like we need this and this and, and they never took that step which I totally whatever it's, it's fine I respect it but when that that came I was like what if I had my own product line and so through several connections we go to a lot of masterminds we can we connect into a lot of different places you meet with a lot of people you network and we found some amazing resources um, and you know met with a different manufacturers and we found a partner that we trust dearly. Um, And we've went through a lot of highs and lows. It has not been easy. We constantly joke about like, is this ever going to be smooth sailing? There's been a ton of setbacks, um, you know, just products. And, uh, you know, sometimes you'll have this issue and you're like, why does that look like that? It shouldn't look like that. Or somebody sent something and you're like, why did it show up like that? And it's these constant things. Um, But it has been so rewarding just knowing like, this is mine. Like I am in control. I get to create what I want. And our products, like I'm sitting here looking at them, they were strategically and specifically made for our girls. So when we think of the pro, uh, the pre-workout, we work with our partners and they thought, you know, what, what do you want as far as um, endurance? You know, what do you want as far as pump? What do you want as far as, and they started asking these things and I specifically was able to tell them and then we got to sample it and try it. And so it's just been a really, really fun process. Um, whatever I want to come to life, we can make it come to life, which is so cool. <laughs> You said our girls, and I just love that. And it feels like the ladies are just so community based. Um, and why why was that like important for you when you were creating both the fitness program and your products? Yeah, because um, I just wanted to do a program where I just felt like they were my people. Like I and and we just finished an all out week. You guys may have saw it, but I got a lot of comments that were like, "Just thank you for doing what you're called to do." Because when I do stuff, I go all out. I am as silly and goofy. There's no pride. It's just all out there. I'm like, I am doing this thing and it's just getting into character and it's creating a safe space where women, we genuinely like have these real friendships. And back before TLE started to explode, like I had to start to reel myself back. It's just part of growth um, because, you know, you can't be everything for everyone. But when it first really, really started, I 
you guys, I don't know if you know this, but this is how much I love community. I invited anybody that wanted to come to my house. <laughs> so I put an invite out and people who are listening are like, this girl's crazy. But you know what? It still to this day is one of the best memories that I've ever had. So I said, you know what? Whoever wants to come to my house, here is my address and we're going to have a sleepover. And so they showed up at my house at 9am for a workout. We sat in my basement. We line danced all night long. We did a big um, potluck. They all brought food. Then we all got in our cowgirl stuff. And we went to this place called Tequila Cowboy, where we karaoke and we line danced and we rode the bull and we did all these things. And we came back with a couple too many drinks back to my house on our blow-ups and beds and people were sleeping on rugs with blankets and the guys left. It's probably the least safe thing I have ever done. But at the same, it was like at home, like we all, it was just a sisterhood. Like it was just who we are. And still to this day, people are like, do you remember that one time we all went to Michelle's house? There was like 30 of us who just crashed. Susan was there. She was driving the girls around and it was so fun. But that's, that's what I believe in. Like I want somewhere where we're, we're literally family. Yeah. I just love, love our community. That's so important. And I feel like I, I just, you can tell so much that it's something that you guys really, really value you and your team really value. And I just love, like, I feel, um, even like being in the Facebook group and all that stuff, when women are like, they just celebrate each other, you know, they celebrate people showing up for themselves. And it's just, it's so beautiful. I love seeing like people sharing um, them working out and their kids like modeling after them. And it's just, it's so beautiful. So I think you've really created something so special. Thank you. Of course. Yeah, it is really curious about something um, in terms of nutrition. I want to word this correctly. But in terms of like freedom, so freedom, so important, so powerful. And it's obviously a huge piece of your journey and so many women similar to you. And I'm, I love that. I think for a little while, I don't know if you still do this in terms of like nutrition or sharing some aspects of it, because something that I've been just like grappling with in terms of like nutrition education and stuff like that, even like basic knowledge is I think um, something that I benefited from when I first started from your program was that you gave like some basic tips about nutrition, because I felt like I was at a disadvantage, like when it comes to burning your meal plan and all, all that stuff, beautiful, amazing things. But I felt like I was at a disadvantage because I didn't have like basic nutritional knowledge. So I was kind of just like, all right, <laughs> let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, so how do you feel that like having some layer of education or at least providing some of it is helpful through the process yep. to, I guess, at least have something to inform your decisions. Not that it has to be the sole basis, but you know, I, I had yeah. none. <laughs> yeah. So we end up creating a nutrition 101 section in our back end, And so there are a few basic principles that I believe women need to know. So when they come into our program, I was actually talking to my business partner now back before we even started this. And I said, you know, I just want people to freaking burn their meal plan. Like I want to freaking burn it. And I was just talking on the phone, burn your meal plan. He's like, that's epic. Like we're doing it. So we created this whole video around it and we literally had girls actually, it got kind of weird because people were literally like torch, like putting a lighter to their thing. And we were cracking up, but I'm like, guys, like we're, we are this group. Like that's who we are. So as we started doing it, a lot of girls came from the fitness industry and they're like, we know how to eat right. But then there are women that came into it kind of like, yeah, burn your meal plan. Now what do I do? <laughs> and so I created this nutrition one-on-one section and I, you know, explained the mindset first and foremost, you have to step into the mindset. You can't just burn your meal plan and then not step into the mindset of I'm going to fuel my body with the best, but I will eat cake and cookies too, because life. And so it's that once again, I'm going to fuel my body with the best, but 
I'll eat cake and cookies too, because life, and it's accepting that mindset. And so, you know, we, we do a video there first and foremost, just to get those girls in that mindset. And then we talk about the thermic effect of food. So why on earth should we be eating protein? What's going to incentivize me to eat protein? And what about carbs? And what about fats? And oh, well, that probably, you know, makes sense as to why I shouldn't be eating as many carbs or why my you know diet should be heav heavily loaded in protein. Um, and then we talk about, you know, what are calories? Helping people understand it's a unit of heat. You know, what, what does that mean? What does that look like? Reading nutrition labels. And then the glycemic effect, just helping people understand, you know, when you have high glycemic food, it spikes your insulin, it releases cortisol, stores as fat. And so when we women really understand those principles. They're excited. They're motivated to make decisions as to, man, like I'm going to try to eat lower glycemic foods. I didn't realize that bagel, I love bagels. It's a complex carb, but that bagel is enriched wheat and it's really high glycemic and no wonder I crashed during the day. So once again, it's just educating people to understanding, you know, Michelle says to eat a good complex carb, you know, and they think, well, what one should I choose from? Oh, I should probably go with more of that lower glycemic, you know, some brown rice or a sweet potato or, um, you know, things that we have listed out. So I have loved empowering women in that. And then girls start to want to say, well, what if we just start tracking a little bit and I say, hey, this is your journey. You do what you want, but if not this, then what? You are not going to want to track your whole life. You are not going to want to have to count calories. At the end of the day, there's at some point there's an end game and the end game is to live a balanced free life. And so I just keep telling girls, you have to learn to trust yourself. There's a lot of failure in the process, but that's how you do it. The quicker that you fail, the, the, the more success that you're going to find. So fail fast and keep pushing through and lean into the accountability of the sisterhood. You know, I tell people I've been doing this for 10 years and that's why I have the strength that I have. A lot of girls are just now starting their journey. So if it's one year in and they still don't have it down, give yourself grace, give yourself time. I just remind girls that all the time, you know, don't compare your chapter one to somebody's chapter 20. So did that answer your question? Absolutely. And it's so <laughs> powerful. And I think just having that basic piece yeah. to inform your choices, like that's what I love about the freedom that you so yeah. very much preach is like, at the end of the day, I think that's the difference between this like extreme world versus the world that you exist in is you're so like, Hey, do what you want, do what works yeah. for you. Here's some knowledge to fuel that. And at the end of the day, know that you have a choice and your choice doesn't make you good or bad or more worthy or less yeah. worthy. It just is. And, um, yeah, I just, it, I love that, that you promote that. Thanks. Yeah, no, I've watched your journey on Instagram too. And it's, it's been fun watching you step into all of that as well and just stepping into food freedom and yeah, it's been super neat. So know that it's not going unseen for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's been such a joy watching Brenda's whole journey from the beginning. Uh, I really, I really do agree. Like that knowledge is power, and then once you have the knowledge, then you have freedom because then you get to make informed decisions. Whatever those decisions are, whatever is right for you, because what's going to be right for Brenda is going to be different for me, and what's right for Brenda today might be right wrong for Brenda tomorrow. And I just, I love, I just, I love that. I think that knowledge creates freedom, and I. Yeah. I think you know what your life is is not to be silly and go along the swerve lines again but it's a vibe <laughs> and you create it it's an energy you get to create it and so when I tell people and I get excited and I speak with passion and I get fired up it's literally it's it's this rumble in my stomach it's this fire in my throat that is just like ah like I want you to get pumped like I want you to be excited as to why this and, and then I love to give people a hard time when they say something like does that does that make sense now like now that you know the glycemic mm -hmm. how do you get it and people are like yes like it actually makes sense so it's just getting like I said it's creating that energy and then having it continue to flow 
through their days and be excited. Like, I want to learn more. Like what's somebody can be textbook. Somebody could say, don't do this. Don't do that. But when somebody's pumped up, like excited and they're like, I feel like I actually understand why I should be eating things. People are motivated. They're super encouraged to take those strides. So I just strive to be that energy. (laughs) Yeah, well, it gives you agency over your own life instead of feeling like you're just making decisions because this person said do or that person said do. When you have that, you know, motivation, it gives you an agency to to want to make the choices that serve you. And I I love that. And speaking of swerving, um, (laughs) you've mentioned your daughter a couple times and I love seeing her on Instagram. She's so cute. But so how, how have you balanced being, you know, everything that you're doing, you do so much, you're so passionate about it. How have you balanced that with being a mom? Yeah. So, you know what? I always lean on my mom's story of this. So I work a lot. Um, I really do. And it's what I'm passionate about. Of course, my husband is my number one, Jesus, my husband, my daughter, and then my career, but it's hard to deny the love that I have for what I get to do. And um, what a blessing that it is to get to say that. But I literally always think about my mom and my mom worked 80 hours a week. There was times I remember sitting at the top of our steps and she'd be like, Michelle, the only thing that I got to eat today was a Big Mac. I've been so busy. And we'd have a babysitter and those half days that my mom was with us, she would take half a day off and she'd come home early. Like I remember those, but all of those years, I remember my mom, being superwoman. That's what I viewed her as. I remember being playing in the basement and she would work till six. And then I would hear her high heels clicking above the floor upstairs in mom's home. And we'd run upstairs. Never, ever, ever in my life did I feel as though my mom didn't love me or didn't want to be with me. I literally would sit down and write my mom's salary on a dry erase board and tell people this many years, my mom's going to be a millionaire and my mom's driving around in this car and my mom's the best and my mom loves me. And I I literally like, it's silly, but I held my mom to this standard of just superwoman. Like she was a freaking boss. She was just such a phenomenal example of girl power, dominating, going after what you want. Her cool car, her cool hair was always dyed. Like she was just, she took pride in herself. She'd work out in the morning. She cooked us dinner. Like and she was super mom. And, and, and that's why I tell people, it's not the amount of time that you get to be with your kids, but it's the quality of time. You could be a parent at home with your kid all the time, but if your phone's in your, your head's in your phone all the time, your kid's going to remember that. When my mom clocked in at home, it was game time. Like she put her in coach, mom's home, ready to go. And so that's what I tell myself. I just constantly, when I find myself on my phone, a lot of times I try to forget where my phone's at. I'm very ADD. So I'm thankful when I lose my phone because then I'm just out with Rory. Um, and there's days when she just says, you know, I just, mommy, I love you so much. And I just think someday I hope she looks back and just says, my mom chased her dreams. Like I'm going to chase my dreams too. So there's no guilt. There's sometimes a little bit of guilt, but I'm like, no, like I'm paving the way for my kid to go after what she wants in life. And I, I hope she sees that. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. And yeah. I think, I, I mean, set it, you're setting that example and it's such a beautiful example to, you know, to be, you can be, you can pursue your dreams and work really hard and also have time for love and family. And it doesn't have to be two separate things. I yep. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Just leave. Yeah. Just, just be on when you're home and I'm preaching to the choir because I think we all have those moments where like, I've literally been in my phone all night, but no, it's, it's just being that, that intentional time at night. When, when I go upstairs, we do bath time. We'll read. She loves God love her. I mean, we don't pray every night, but she knows she knows she talks about Jesus all the time. She's Jesus mad at you. <laughs> 
my grace. You don't say that to me, but she wants to go up and she wants to read her little beginner's Bible. And I'm like, Lord, I, I am not the reason that she's like this, but it's so intentional. Like that time with her is just, we're talking about who's the snake in the tree. And it's just this, it's so cool getting to be on when I'm with her. So, yep. And I think all mamas out there are right there with me. They're like, yes, just be on. Totally. Yeah. And I love how much you focus on, whether it's in your business, whether it's as a mom, like you really focus on leading by example, um, whether it's to show an example to your daughter of what she can be in the future and for her to start remembering that now, or for people in your community to know, um, I, I know there, there's just so many people I feel like that say, you know, there aren't enough hours in the day, or I'm too busy to make time for myself or show up for myself. And I feel like you are a prime example of someone that has a lot of stuff on their plate, but still chooses to make the time to find the time that if it's important to you, you will find the time some way, somehow. And your program really offers the ability to be flexible with, or to, to say to yourself, like it's 23 minutes, like I can do that, <laughs> you know? Um, so I think it's something that gives people, whether they're a mom, whether they're a student and they, you know, maybe in college or something and are looking for something to do that's accessible. I think it just makes like a whole world of difference to have that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also, you know, we talk about Rory, but like I said, my first love is my husband. And that's a lot of people are like, Oh my, I love my kid more. And I'm like, no, like God made you to be together. And then you brought Rory into the world. And I think like today, if you saw my Instagram, John, I've been like on this cornhole kick and we just took an anniversary trip together. And he tells me all the time. He's like, my number one thing is like, when you and I go get lunch, that's my love language. When you take time out of the day to go do something with me. And so I texted him today my whole team's down here working. And I just said cornhole question mark. And so he's like, you're kidding me. And so I went upstairs and we played cornhole in the backyard. Just, just that one-on-one undivided time just to do something with my hubby that I knew brought him joy. It was just me and him. We're laughing. And then we ended up having the team play for like three hours with us upstairs. He's like, bring the girls up here. So yeah, I, I also think, you know, the TLE lifestyle, the, um, the brain space that you're freeing up of not, you know, constantly picking yourself over having to work out all these hours or, you know, constant dieting mindset, but prepping food, all of this. Like I, I just, I am a very busy person, but I feel like I've been able to be a better steward of my time and give it to those in my life um, where I can truly see those fruits. And my husband and my kid definitely deserve that time. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that's so powerful. And it's so true. I feel like when you really flip the narrative and like the, honestly, the thoughts in your head after doing all that intentional work, like Julie and I talk about all the time, like, oh my gosh, I have so much more like a headspace when I'm actually being nice to myself. Like there's just so much more room to picture how you're going to grow. Yeah. And you're motivated. Like you're a completely different person when you are nice to yourself. You're right. Also like, I love, I love that piece too. Cause like, and making room for joy, like, yes, we have to make room for, you know, our bodies and fitness and our people and like, but like making room for joy in your life as well. You know, we're not here just to, just to work out. (laughs) And I, I love that your program and you obviously really embody that as well of like being joyful through it and making time for joy. And it's, it's so great to see. And Michelle, you you have given us so much of your time and this has been so incredible. We have two little last questions before we let you go back to your amazingly busy life. Um, now that you are about to be 30, mm-hmm. if you could tell your 20s year old self one thing, what would you tell little 20s year old Michelle? I would probably say um, this one, I don't know who can relate to this, but the opinions of the, those who don't approve of you or who I should say are intimidated by you. So they throw stones and rocks at you to try to you know, tear you down. 
don't let it get to your, don't let it get to you as much as it did. Um, because I used to think there were times when there was this anthill, but it was a mountain in my head and I would let words just rock my world just because I love and I have everything that is said to me, I take it with so much truth. Um, and so the one thing that has been the biggest thing that slowed me down was letting the naysayers and those, those cruel, mean people um, really take up any space and time in my life. And the past year or so, I feel like I have finally paved this path of just a, I don't ever, I don't want to cuss, but it's an, I don't give a mindset of what you think of me. I know who I am. I know what I'm capable of, what I'm worthy of. And I've just paved this path. And that's that maturity. That's that life that I've live knowing, you know, people do love me for what I do. People know that I'm who I say I am and um, just not letting those people get to me. But once again, it's just, you got to walk through that to build that strength. So I would just say more than anything, hold on, <laughs> hold on. You're going to get there. Yeah. Love it. Noah, people and people need to hear that. I'm sure in their own versions, um, we're so fixated often and we probably don't always want to admit on what other people think even if they don't directly say it to us what we think they might be thinking um so I definitely think people can relate to that um and our last question for you is where can people find you if they either want to learn from you work with you do your program get some of your supplements all that they are so sweet thanks so I'm all things TLE um you got you can find me at uh, www.instagram.com forward slash mshell with five l's or the ladiesedge.com and that will link you over to all things me myself products um fitness and all that great stuff so you guys were a pleasure to speak with you guys are like my part of my little girl gang you guys are so great <laughs> so cute <laughs> and yeah guys the workouts are so fun they're so quick and easy if you want to start working out in your home. They're an amazing program. Um, and Michelle, they, this was such, such a great time getting to talk to you. Thank you for your time and your energy. And yeah, absolutely. Well, rock on everybody. Have a great day and keep listening to these two awesome girls. They're great. Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roaring 20s podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring 20s podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.